1: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. Welcome to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation. I am Ron Kolick, your host, the gatekeeper, the realm of the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable New England zone Van Pelsink with me, my co-host, as usual, the Blom Bomb show herself and Kerrigan.
2: Well, good evening, everybody. Hope you're all doing well. I'm yeah. excited about tonight's show.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's a place that's pretty well known, so I'm kind of excited about hearing a little bit more about it. And uh, anyways, we've had a busy week ourselves. We're out there doing <laughs> uh, another show for uh, your uh, your uh, TV thing, Ian. So anyways, we'll see. You.
2: My TV thing? It's our TV thing.
1: Whatever. Our anyway.
2: TV thing. <laughs>
1: okay.
2: Yeah, we All had right. a great day. We had a great day yeah. yesterday, so good stuff coming.
1: Good stuff coming eventually. But anyways, um, we have with us today uh, two people from one of the probably the m- most famous. I don't know. I'm trying to think, think of what's the most famous haunted location. Of course, being from New England, I always think of the Lizzie Borden house. But <laughs> uh, high on that list is is the Waverly Sanitarium. And be I mean, quite frankly, I don't know all that much about it. So hopefully our guests will be able to help us. And joining us now is Renee and Tristan from Waverly. You there, ladies?
3: Uh, I am. This is Renee. Hi, Renee. Hi, Renee. Hello. Thanks for having me.
1: Okay. We lose Tristan. I think
3: so. I um, think Yeah. I mean, she's there, but um, I'm the one going to be doing all the talking, so.
1: Evidently,
2: (laughs) (laughs) that is fine. That is
1: fine. Well, Renee, thank you for joining us. And and what what is your relationship to Waverly?
3: So, with Waverly, of course, I grew up in the area. Okay. Um, I found out about it um, as I was older, and. I started out with the Louisville Ghost Hunter Society. Mm -hmm. So that's where my kind of paranormal interest started. And the Louisville Ghost Hunter Society was the group that was pretty much running or at least giving all the tours up at Waverly when they were getting started. It was all Mm -hmm. volunteers. So I started volunteering in 2004 and have pretty much been up up there ever since. I did take a slight hiatus because I went back to school, but um, as time allowed, I've I've been up there.
1: Okay, so exactly uh, what is Waverly and and what's the history behind it?
3: Sure. So it's the Waverly Hills Sanatorium, and,
1: and where's it located? What
3: it, what, it's lo- located in Louisville, Kentucky. Okay. Um, At one time, it was known as Waverly Hills, Kentucky, uh, but it has been incorporated into the city. Mm
2: -hmm.
3: Uh, It was a tuberculosis sanatorium, so they treated, you know, tuberculosis patients from, you know, the early 1900s into the early 1960s. Wow. Uh, The building that, you know, we all recognize today is actually the third hospital to be built up on the grounds. Oh, okay. uh, the first, yeah, the first two were just really small
0: mm-hmm.
3: and they filled the capacity very, very quickly. And they realized they needed a much larger facility. This, uh, this hospital that we all you know, know today, they broke ground in 1924, opened in 1926 with a starting capacity of about 500 patients.
2: That's huge.
3: <laughs> yes.
2: I mean, for exactly. a tuberculosis hospital, I can't imagine that many
1: people. I mean,
3: building itself is close to 187,000 square feet. Mm.
1: Oh, that's a big building. Yeah. Wow. And, and, you yes. know, back, back then TV was, was a big thing. It's, mm-hmm. it's not as prevalent now, but, but, uh, it was pretty common and and there were uh t v hospitals all over the country all over the world too but uh i I know that uh, for instance my uh wife's mother and father both had t b and they met in uh the t b hospital <laughs> and when they got out they ended up yeah. getting married so people survived it was a a death sentence wow
3: absolutely. And we've had um, some patients come back and tell us they've had similar experiences where they've met their spouse there, or we even had one gentleman who married his nurse.
1: Oh my oh, wow. wow. god! <laughs> oh, that's so cool.
2: Ah, Yeah. Wow. Yes. So it was still in operation, what did you say, 63?
3: Yeah, 60s. Um, It actually closed down in 1961.
2: 61. Wow, I would I would hope by sixty one, you know, tuberculosis had been mostly eradicated. It doesn't. But they did
3: the The antibiotic wasn't discovered until I want to say exactly. in the nineteen early nineteen
2: fifties. Mm-hmm. So um, you know, give
3: them time to to get it manufactured and distributed and start treating people. You know, it it, it took a little while.
1: Yeah. And, I mean, and let's face it, they, the disease, when they had it, they, they didn't have the, the antibiotic. They didn't have other methods of, of treating it at the time. So it was, uh, you know, they used everything from like opening the windows where you'd go in the cold to, uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, heat or, or, every, everyone, they had these different things that work with it. And, uh to to try to cure it some of the the methods we look at them now is is being archaic, but that's all they had to work with at at that time
3: right the The three main treatments they used when Waverly was in operation was nutrition, fresh air, and sunshine
1: yeah, wow so. yeah, but uh-huh.
3: I mean related to what we've been going through with covid mm-hmm. you know after You know, everything shut down in 2020 when things reopened. It was the outdoor activities that opened first. Mm -hmm. Same Mm -hmm. concept up at Waverly. That fresh air, keep that air moving. Because Mm -hmm. TB and COVID are spread the exact same way. Oh, I wasn't
1: aware of that. That's pretty cool.
3: Yes. Hmm. So, you know, two completely different diseases, but yet there's a lot of similarities. And it's really brought things full circle for those of us, you know, that, that work up there and give the tours, that so much that we have been telling people and educating people about on the tours is what we've lived through the past two years.
2: Mm-hmm. That's amazing because they
3: even practiced social distancing mm-hmm. when Waverly was in operation.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Oh
2: yeah, wow, you think? makes sense. So, yeah.
1: So the the sanitarium closed, in, and I believe you said sixty one. Then then what what happened to the building? What how how did it you know, transform to wherever it is now.
3: Okay. So once, the, you know, it was no longer needed as a TV sanatorium. Uh, it was purchased by a doctor and it was remodeled and reopened as a nursing home. Oh, the nursing home was in operation until
1: 1980. <laughs> That's a big, and
3: then home. after that, yeah. uh, the buildings has pretty much been abandoned ever since.
1: Uh, has, it, has it been, uh, it, it, I assumed it wasn't taken care of, especially after, uh, you know, a few years of being uh, abandoned.
3: Correct. Um, you know, it, it changed hands a few times because people had different ideas of, of what to do with it. At mm-hmm. one point, um, they were wanting to turn it into a prison uh-huh. Uh, but they realized that uh, the the concrete that the building is made out of is really too soft to be a prison. Uh-huh. Uh, as we tell people on our tours, it, it'd be too easy for uh, someone to shawl strength their way out.
2: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. I just watched that the other night. But yeah, right. Get so, your little pickaxe. <laughs> uh,
3: exactly. So so that didn't work and. Then one owner had a vision to uh, tear the building down, put up the largest statue of Jesus Christ <laughs> and surround it with meditation gardens.
2: Oh, really? um,
3: Yes. Mm-hmm. So he could not, one, he couldn't get the permits to tear the building down and two, he couldn't get enough funding to fund what he wanted to do with it. Mm-hmm. And that's when it, um, it just kind of went into disrepair because no one was taking care of it. It became a local party place for the, the high school kids. Yeah, uh, yeah, they go in there and yeah, party and drink <laughs> and, and whatever. They <laughs> <laughs> and they did a lot of damage. Um, yeah. The graffiti and stuff that you will see in pictures, and if you come on a tour. Um, that's all related to back in the late eighties, early nineties when the kids were coming in uh, having having their their fun there. Um, they pretty much ripped up like all the toilets that were left at one point I was told they were having a contest who could throw it off the roof the furthest. Oh my God <laughs> so yeah
0: oh that's wow insane.
3: And then it's when the the building changed hands in two thousand and one. That, you know, they really started putting some time and effort and money back into restoring the building.
2: Hmm.
1: Very nice. So, mm-hmm. and and so who owns the building now?
3: Um, it is owned by a company, CEM Land. Okay. And then the Waverly Hills Historical Society has a 99-year lease to work to restore it. And to you know provide the the tours and the overnight investigations and such.
1: Oh, okay, that's cool. So, when you started doing the the, the tours, I mean, uh, did you have to like? I mean, your your dorsets and, and there must have been. Uh, what what was the purpose of the tours? And were, did you? I and mean, we all know it as a paranormal place, but when it originally opened, was it that paranormal tour, or is it more historic?
3: Um, When it first opened, it was only open during the the fall or Halloween season. And they were doing a haunted house up there. Mm -hmm. Um, It evolved into some, you know, paranormal tours with things that were happening. And so it's just been this gradual um, evolution into what it is now.
2: Mm -hmm. When did they first notice that thing, like, Things were happening, like
1: yeah, that's a good co- funny question. stuff
2: was going on, or things they couldn't explain. Do you know? Um, well, I know there was
3: one story that um, there were some contractors in there working, mm-hmm. and uh, one of the managers on site, you know, came in to speak to the contractors and saw this person. And wondered what they were doing. But, you know, this person turned and went down the hall. (laughs) And she went to speak to, I guess, you know, the general contractor, whoever was in charge. And it's like, you know, well, who do you have with you? They're like, nobody. This is it. Well, who was that that walked down the hall? There's nobody else. This this is my team. Oh. Yeah. And there was like
2: nobody there. Oh, my goodness. Yep. Interesting. So it probably just just with all the upheaval and, and things like that probably just escalated. That, and
3: um, I've also just recently heard some stories from like family members that had, you know, grandparents or, you know, other people that were actually patients Mm -hmm. that uh, probably more so during the nursing home than Waverly, but um, every once in a while would say that they had some sort of odd experience or they thought someone would be in their room but again yeah that's just families talking so
1: so that was so that there is some mention of some type of activity prior to it being abandoned then correct oh Uh, well that's interesting uh, mm -hmm. do you you know what was on the land prior to the uh hospital what was the land used for or, or, or anything
3: so it was originally purchased by a uh, a civil war veteran major hayes he bought mm-hmm. it as a farm um but you know this was so long ago that you know his children had to travel a, a good distance just to go to school
0: mm-hmm. so
3: he hired a teacher from the east coast to come and teach his children they built a schoolhouse on site and oh, wow. you know she actually taught his children there and you know at the time it was not known as waverly hills Mm -hmm. but uh, this her name was lizzie harris she was the teacher Mm -hmm. and she asked major hayes if she could name her school and she wanted to name it uh, after her favorite series of novels and they were the waverly novels ah uh, yep
1: Mm hmm so that's how the town got its name?
3: Yeah, that's how the, yeah, it was a town at one point. But yeah, how Waverly got its name was from the Sir Walter Scott Waverly novels.
2: Oh, that's interesting. Yes. Wow.
3: And for the time period, they were romance novels.
2: Uh huh. Uh-huh. So,
3: so something that, you know, has this reputation of of scary, haunted,
2: all the paranormal experiences was named after romance novels. <laughs> now this the school, oh, yeah. was the schoolhouse rip probably ripped down when they built the sanatorium i believe so yeah oh, i mean it yes, does not so it's
3: still not it's not there so yeah it was taken out at some point
1: oh that would right. be cool
2: <laughs> if it was yeah. still there <laughs>
1: yeah is is there a I, I have to ask because ann's here and she's a, a taphophile is there a cemetery on the property you all?
3: Uh, not that we are aware of. There is uh, some local lore that there could be, but there's nothing in any, you know, documents on fall with the city, none of, you know, our prints or surveys of
2: the land, mm-hmm. none of that. Hmm. So That is interesting because, I mean, I would imagine, you know, a lot of people died there, but I suppose they would be released to their families, you know, Correct. after their death. Right. But I do know, like, a lot of places.
1: Yeah, many, many places. Would like, bury they, them they on, bury s- hospital. on yeah.
2: site. Right, right. Right, right.
1: Interesting. And uh, Danvers is the same way. Mm-hmm. And there's many sites, especially here in New England. So it may be different because it's Kentucky. So that.
0: Uh, okay. But... Hmm.
1: <laughs> Interesting.
2: <laughs> 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 I feel like it's out there somewhere. This, yeah. This, Nobody really knows. That'll,
1: that'll get Ann's mind going now.
2: Yeah. <laughs> well, so. and I mean, Waverly originally
3: was more than 200 acres.
2: hmm Wow.
3: And some of that has been turned into a city park, and there's a golf course. So it's, oh. you know, what is now known as Waverly is just a small portion of what it originally was. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if there was, it could have been that the city did something with it many, many years ago. Mm-hmm. Right. But like I said, to, to the best of our knowledge right now, we we don't have any evidence to ever say that there was a cemetery on
1: site.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: The the records from the hospital, are, are they archived anywhere or have they have disappeared?
3: They have disappeared.
1: Oh, that's a shame. Mm.
3: Yes. I
1: didn't worry um, about the that building stuff. Does
3: have <laughs> yeah uh the building has a couple of vaults where some of the uh the records were kept but uh many many years ago there was a security guard that was a pyromaniac
1: oh, he oh a match- no
3: yeah let him match one night and watched them all burn
2: nice 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 yeah.
3: right. <laughs> so that was long before digital scanning
2: or anything all so. right yeah Mm-hmm. They didn't save that stuff back then and just walked away. All right, we're done here. Close the doors. Exactly. See you later. <laughs> Nobody cares about those records. They're all gone.
1: So Yeah, that's that's a shame. Destruction of history is always mm-hmm. a shame. Mm-hmm. So yes. so how did we move from uh doing uh a haunted house at Halloween to a basically a paranormal playground for Uh, ghost hunters
3: well again it just went with you know the amount of activity that was being experienced during you know the fall and halloween times um, that you know as we learned more of the history and was getting stories from families you know it just it just evolved slowly but it evolved into you know except like what it is today of the tours and the overnight
1: investigations. Mm-hmm. Now you must have a website where people can uh, go to find out more information about uh, the availability of your tours and investigations and so forth and about the the Waverly itself. Can, can you give that out for us?
3: Sure. Uh, the website is the the real Okay.
1: The real com. Okay. Correct. As opposed, as opposed to the fake one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, you have a new season coming up. You have lots of uh, uh, things planned. Uh, do you have uh, some of the things? Can you give us a heads up on some what's going to be happening there?
3: Well, pretty much uh, year round. No, we'll we'll close down probably for the the extreme cold months, January, February. Okay. Um, We have our our two-hour paranormal tours every Friday and Saturday night. Mm -hmm. Uh, Our public overnight investigations are Fridays and Saturday nights. Uh, The public ones, those are ones where there's no minimum amount of tickets to buy. You can come by yourself you and a partner and you'll be grouped with other people that you know you probably don't know Mm
2: -hmm. Uh,
3: you get to investigate the the building for six hours oh wow Uh, we have our our private overnight investigations uh those run sunday through thursday they are eight hours long wow those are where you must purchase a minimum of 10 tickets so it covers the first 10 people
1: oh that's reasonable Uh,
3: yeah, you can come by yourself, but you still have to pay for 10.
1: Yep. Who would investigate by themselves, by the way?
3: Uh, <laughs> uh, believe it or not, we've had one lady, I believe she was from Australia. She's come several times over the, oh the past, you know, 10, 15 years. Mm-hmm. She will come by herself to investigate. Wow. And the last time she came, which was pre COVID, um, I think she made it six hours. She has yet to make it the full eight by That's... herself.
1: Wow. Oh my gosh. So she buys eight, 10 tickets in the last yes. six hours maximum so far. Yep. That's amazing.
3: It, well, yeah. it is. But you know, there's never been a man to try it.
1: <laughs> oh, that's a, oh, a, yeah. a shot across the bow there if I ever heard one
2: <laughs> you go girl all right <laughs> so Good for her that's I mean you got the dough why not
1: wait a minute, but <laughs> what 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 would let's play, let's put it this way if I was gonna buy 10 tickets and, and investigate I would spend the, the thing there why, why would she not do it is what drove she gets scared Really?
3: Yeah. She gets scared and can only take so much. And like I said, the last time she she made it six hours and it's like, okay, I'm done. I'm out. (laughs) Wow.
2: It makes you really creepy and uncomfortable in there when you're by yourself. Yeah, I can't imagine. But but you have a guide. Do you have a tour guide with you?
3: Uh, There is somebody on site, but not necessarily in the building with
2: you. Ah, so you, wow!
1: Oh, that's yeah. sweet, huh? Yeah, I don't know if I'd want to do
2: that by myself.
1: And what happened to our woman? You were just no, prowessing. No, I'm. I'm ago. not
2: saying. I'm not saying anything about that. I'm just saying that I think any person. I don't know.
1: Any. That's, that's a long
2: time. To be in a haunted location by yourself, and if she made it six hours, good
1: for her. I, the, the thing that exactly. the, the thing that that uh, I guess is, is kind of concerns me about doing that would would not necessarily be attacked by something or, or a thing. I think it would be the dangers of the location itself. Would uh, you know if you got hurt? You know, nobody right. hears what's. The- thing you scream in space that yeah like do you, have a panic,
2: just... do you have a panic button or something <laughs>
1: you
2: know like you uh, wait. we do have security on site
1: oh that's uh-huh. good
3: okay so yeah so we have we have security guards so like i said you're never truly alone but you could be in the building completely by yourself mm-hmm. and you know, in today's day and age, typically someone would have a cell phone where they could call. Right,
2: right, right. Yeah. But there's no security. Uh, is this like a security system? Uh, that's if their battery isn't drained
1: by demons or something. Demons. <laughs> All right. We're gonna take a we're gonna take a break and we'll find out what the heck is going on at Waverly. All anyway, right. what type of paranormal <laughs> activity and some of the other things, uh some of the stories associated. We'll we'll talk about that when we come back. Anyways, you're listening to uh Ghost Chronicles. When we here next generation uh, with Anne and Ron right here on Tojanet Radio, brought to you by Circles, of the Wisdom, 386 Merrimack Street, Methuen, Massachusetts, the Glant Messier family, Log Route 15 High Street, North Andover, Massachusetts, and our very, very good friends on Ghost Chronicles Radio on Patreon. And if you're not a member, you should be. There's over 40 exclusive videos just for our Patreon members, including one we just did last Monday, right?
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And, Monday yeah. Night. yeah yeah and uh so you never know what's in them so check them out sometime <laughs> uh go to ghost chronicles radio on patreon and check out the website for courses coming up this year shortly too mm-hmm. anyways we're talking with renee from Waverly sanitarium and we're going to hear about some of the paranormal things that are going on when we come back after the break so stay tuned
2: And welcome back to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation with Ron and Ann and our special guest this evening, Renee Clark from the Waverly Hills Sanatorium. We're back.
1: Still right. with
3: us, Renee? I am.
1: Good. <laughs> I thought we wore you out.
3: <laughs> oh, no. It takes more than that.
1: Oh, well, we try. <laughs> Anyways, before the break, break we were talking about a young lady who from Australia who uh, spent a whole six hours there by herself, and was all she could take. So, so what's going on at Waverly? Why are people afraid of being in there?
3: Um, people have you know different types of experiences, but mm-hmm. some of the most common uh, they do catch EVPs in there. Okay. Um, you will see shadow figures, and people will get touched. Mm-hmm. Typically, it's a, a yeah a tap on the shoulder, maybe a slight pull of long hair. Hmm. Um, I've actually been tapped on the hip.
1: Oh, Uh-oh. so it's happened to you too. Yes. Ah. Okay.
3: Yeah. So I got all I, excited when that happened. <laughs>
1: yeah, I, I know. I know that. Uh, My friend, Jeff Belander, has seen the shadow figure there. He was very uh, adamant about it. He marks it down as one of his most uh, memorable uh, paranormal experiences. Uh, So let's hear about you, Renee. What's what's going on? All
0: right,
3: so some of my experiences. Um, Well, a lot of times what happens to me is I don't realize it's paranormal right when it's happening. Mm-hmm. So I was assisting with a tour one night. Uh, we were bringing people through the building. This was during our haunted house uh, several years ago. Um, we offer a VIP ticket where the the guests can get a 30 minute tour of three, of the upper floors, and then get dropped down into the haunted house, and go through the haunted house. And, uh, this is a very fast tour. You know, it's pretty much a continuous walk and talk type of tour. You don't stop and tell stories in certain areas. You just you know, tell the stories as you're walking. Okay. Uh, I was in the back of the group that night. It was 10, 1030 at night, 40 some odd degrees in the building. Uh, we come up onto the third floor. I'm the last one onto the floor. I make sure... All the guests that we have was going the right direction. Um, we got maybe 20, 30 feet away from the stairwell, and I had one woman walk like she was going to go back to the stairs. Well, I went to ask her, you know, to turn around and say, you know, excuse me, ma'am, we need to go this way. But as soon as I spoke to her, she like evaporated right in front of me. Ah, really? What? Yes. And I was like, that's kind of cool. <laughs> nobody, wow. But nobody else reacted like nobody else in the tour group reacted. So then
2: I started doubting myself. Did I really see? Oh my God. How was she dressed? Uh-huh. Like, did she look like a person who would be like, there taking the tour or. Well, she was in a long white dress or it could be a nightgown.
3: She had mm-hmm. long, dark hair that was parted in the middle. Mm-hmm. Now, because of the low light. You know, as you're going through doing these paranormal tours, she looked like she was part of the tour group to me. She blended right in. Wow. Well. Other ah. than, you know, when, when you stop and think about it, other than, you know, it's 40, 45 degrees. Right. She didn't have a coat or a hat or, you know, she wasn't bundled up in any sort of way. Right, right. But, you know, at the, at the moment, I wasn't thinking about that. It's like, I need you to go this way, not back right. to the stairs. Mm-hmm. And then it, it took a year for me to get confirmation. But the following year, um, again during our haunted house, uh, we had kind of revamped our VIP tours, and we have tour guides stationed on all the floors, and the the tour groups just moved through the tour guides, and had a group walk down the hall to me, and before I started talking about the third floor you know, telling any of the stories. I had a 16 year old girl that was like, um, excuse me, why is somebody down there in one of those rooms? <laughs> it's like, we're the only ones up here. She said, there's a woman down there in a white dress with long, dark hair.
2: Oh, oh my wow. God. <laughs> And I was like, yes, yes, we know her. <laughs> yeah, it's like, finally, I did see exactly what I thought I saw. Oh, thank God.
1: You know, what's wow. funny Renee is that, you know, I've been a paranormal investigator, researchers for many, many, many years now, but uh, I also do tours for. I'm a member of the board for the uh, Friends of Portsmouth and Lighthouse, and we we do haunted tours to raise money for the lighthouse. Pretty much what sure. you guys do. So, yes. w- one time I was doing a tour, and we were in this basically a blockhouse, which has windows all around and only one door that comes in, and it was like 20 people there, and I was doing a spiel and then I could see in the window I could see a woman outside and she started walking towards the door so I stopped just by what I was saying because I didn't want to repeat myself and I wanted her to hear what I had to say so I watched her she went window to window window she got to the door and I waited and waited and she never showed up and finally I said is there anybody out there and there was a, 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 a one of our volunteers by the door and she said no there's no one out here and to this day i mean it was so clear to me that i stopped what i was doing and saying and and that's the funny part about it It didn't occur while i was looking for ghosts or anything else but just doing what i normally do just a, a normal operation that's kind of what happened to you too doing the same thing with with tours exactly. and all of a sudden that to me that's the coolest thing and and of course uh the Fort in the lighthouses on a Coast Guard base. And, and one of the, the reports we found out later was that uh, they see a woman on the uh, wall. And when they go to investigate, she's not there. And they also see a her in like, the cameras and stuff and stuff. And she did disappear. So that was kind of cool. Same like you, verification of it, is, which is great. But that was a great yes. a great experience. I mean, that's, that's excellent, actually. Yes. And and, and and she was solid as as a regular person to you.
3: Yeah, like I said, she, she looked just like anybody else on the on the tour. Yeah. But again, you know, it's it's extremely low light conditions because there's no mm-hmm. flashlights. Mm-hmm. Right. So yeah, so she
1: blended right in. Oh, you're not you're not allowed flashlights? Not not in the tours, no. Oh really? Now, on the
3: stairs, go. going up and down stairs, yes, yeah. but to go through the halls because we want the, the guests you know, eyes to be adjusted to the ambient light mm-hmm. so they can see shadows.
0: Exactly. If everybody's
3: got flashlights, you're not going to see shadows.
1: Right. It's, it's like, you know, it takes you 15 minutes to get your night eyes and like two seconds to destroy them. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So ex, ex, tell us a little bit about the building itself. Uh, and we'll go back to some of, more of the other the paranormal experiences, but sure. let, let's get a feel of the building itself. So, How many floors are it, and and, and what's the, you know, what's the the, basically the makeup of the building?
3: Sure. Like like I said, it's approximately 187,000 square feet. Yeah. And there's a total of five floors.
1: Oh, wow. That's pretty big.
3: Wow. Yes. Um, You've got a two story wing that housed uh, the kitchen, cafeteria, dining room. as well as some maintenance, the morgue, uh, that sort of stuff. Uh, The five-story portion of the building is where all the patient rooms were.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
3: Uh, Now they had, they would segregate the patients in just about any way possible. Uh, Some, like I told you, this was the third hospital to be built on site. Those One of the first two hospitals, the smaller ones, was the African-American hospital. Mm -hmm. Uh, Then they would try to segregate the the patients by sex. So you would have a men's floor, a women's floor, a children's floor. Mm -hmm. Uh, They would try to segregate them by class. So you would have your, your upper class people and your lower class people separated um hmm. uh, and, and and they changed throughout the year depending upon like the the amount of you know that one class of people.
1: Okay.
3: So so like the second floor at one point was the women's floor, the third floor was the men's floor, there was a time that the third floor was the children's floor, and there was another time that the third floor was a military floor for everybody coming back from World War II Oh wow <laughs> that had T V. That was the military floor. <laughs> so it didn't stay the same all the time as to where the, these certain types of patients were. Right. But the fifth floor, the fifth floor had wards of patients. So they weren't individual rooms or even shared rooms. You just had two wards. And up there, they had the children at one time and patients that had TB of the brain.
0: Oh. Because
3: TB can affect any organ of the body, including like the skin, the brain. It's just
2: not limited to the lungs. Oh, I didn't know that.
3: Yep. Hmm. So the, the patients that needed extra fresh air and extra sunshine, they put hmm. them up on the fifth floor.
1: Oh, that makes sense. Yep. So uh, when you saw that spirit, what floor was that on? The one you saw? Three. Was the, the third? Three. Three. Okay, that was what you mentioned. What might have been the woman's floor too? So, do you think it was a woman patient? I think so. Yeah. Has any of uh, anybody reported any of the staff? uh, You know, any any uh, seeing an apparition of a staff member rather than just a a patient or a shadow?
3: Yes, we've had people um, give reports back where they think they've seen a nurse. Okay. And we've got one current staff member that says he tends to see um, a gentleman, kind of dressed in a in a suit, that tends to hang around the uh, the kitchen and dining room area, which I'm th- could be a doctor or the chief of staff.
1: Okay, that makes sense. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. So, I
1: I assume that you've had many mediums go through this place. <laughs> And have have they come up with with names or or what 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 type of information do they give you?
3: Uh, so again, um, I'm going to talk a lot about the third floor because third floor is my favorite floor. But
1: yeah, um, <laughs> as well as should be that that was a good
3: experience. That, right great experience. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, when I've had the experience there, yeah. Um, yeah. But the third floor is also one of the floors where we tend to encounter a child apparition that we have named timmy Mm -hmm. and we have no basis for naming him timmy it's just a name that was brought up (laughs) um so when i tell that story any mediums or anybody that says they're sensitive i've had many of them come to me and say that's not his name and they'll give me another name but it's never the same name Ah. and and sometimes it'll be a girl's name Mm
0: -hmm.
3: but what most of us that work up there believe is that there's just multiple children up there
0: right that would make multiple sense, spirits of yes. children. yeah yeah
3: so yep. when we when we talk about timmy and timmy likes to play with the ball you know it's where the ball will roll around in, in oh, and out of rooms yes. and such
1: yes
3: yeah so we refer to that whole phenomenon as being timmy but not necessarily that it's always the same timmy
1: right right yeah,
2: that given. could be boy, girl. Yeah. Yeah. I well, a, yeah, you gotta friend. call it something. Yeah. <laughs> exactly.
1: Uh I had a friend uh who used to write uh paranormal books, uh romance books, I believe, uh children's books. I can't even remember what they are now. But she went there and she had that ball experience and she she sent uh Maureen, one of the the, the women I work with, uh the video from it. It was it was pretty interesting. She would roll the ball and then the ball would actually Back at it. Oh. yep, that's cool. So I guess you allow experiments like that to uh, happen there as well.
3: Yeah, yes, on the the private overnights. On the private and okay. and the publics. Yeah, um, the two hour tours. Um, there's just not enough time to set up any ghost hunting equipment yeah, to do sense. any
1: right, right. Yeah. Especially the size of yeah. the building
3: be
1: encouraged yeah Yeah. now is is there any i mean it's a large building it it, it was a disrepay at some time is it it, there's no areas that are are uh unsafe uh that you can't go to or anything like that right
3: there are a few rooms that are locked off um okay just because it's not exactly safe but, you know, it, it's we keep all the guests away
2: from any area like that. OK, so I know they but talk about the oh, Sorry. That's OK. But, but they talk about the um, the death tunnel. So do you uh-huh. all go through there as well? Yes.
1: Ooh. What is the death tunnel? Creepy.
3: All right. Um, some people call it the death tunnel. I, I call it the body chute um originally uh, that's like, that's it heard. was a yeah. yeah it was a supply tunnel the mm-hmm. end of it opens up near the railroad tracks and when they were building the the current hospital it was the way that they could get all the building supplies and materials up the hill because mm-hmm. the way it is constructed it is a concrete tunnel maybe 10 by 10 square but you've got stairs on one side, a ramp on the other. Uh, where the ramp is, there used to be tracks that like a mining cart of some sort could go <laughs> up and down. And it was attached to a motor. I so, you know, a, the train yeah. could pull up, they could load the supplies onto that cart, the motor bring it up to the top of the hill. And, you know, they could go in and work on whatever projects they were working on. Well, up there, at the height of the epidemic. Waverly had as many as one person an hour dying there. Oh, Yeah. So in a way to try to keep the morale of the current patients up, they converted the supply tunnel into the body chute. So it was a discreet way to remove the bodies from the hospital. Mm -hmm. And the patients not see hearses coming up constantly
1: to pick up bodies. Right. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
3: Yeah. So that mining cart, they just fixed it to where a gurney could attach to it and an orderly could put a body on the gurney, escort it down to the bottom of the body chute, you know, for the families to to pick up the body and then the motor bring the gurney back up. Mm.
1: Has there been any activity reported reported in that tunnel? Yeah, uh,
3: the most common thing that people will experience there is that they they will hear footsteps around them Mm
2: when there's nothing there right okay (laughs) yeah well
1: what what are some of some of the other phenomena I mean you mentioned the shadows uh what do you you know what the shadows are or or, uh the phenomena the why they're there or anything
3: No, that's a very good question. I mean, you can see shadows pretty much every night. Uh, Sometimes you can see them during the day. I've actually caught a glimpse of one once during the day Mm -hmm. uh, to where I thought someone walked into a room where I just like saw the the back of one of their legs walking into a room and there was nobody there. Mm -hmm. Um, But, I mean, it does seem to be patients and or, you know, doctors and nurses that are just kind of going through normal day-to-day stuff. Um, There's one spot where we, on a two-hour tour, that we actually stopped to watch for shadow people. Hmm. And one common thing that I see is it's like, as you look down the hall to all the patient rooms, you'll see like a head pop out of one of the rooms.
0: Oh, kind wow. of looking
3: down at us and then go back in and it's repeated. <laughs> so it's Ooh. like, are they trying to figure out what we are? Like we're trying to figure out what they are. <laughs> you know, are they seeing us like we're seeing them? You know, because it's just a head pops out and then goes back in.
2: Mm-hmm. Do you have a, a particular ghost? So besides Timmy or your Timmy's, um, is there a particular ghost that presents itself from tour to tour? Yes. Yes. Uh, what um
3: what's the overnight investigations that that really get to experience this guy? Uh he tends to be down on the first floor in the lobby, huh. and he's not a very nice person,
0: mm-hmm. spirit, what's entity, you really whatever you
3: want to call him. <laughs> um he will cuss you out okay. over a spirit box or like um you know, any of the apps that you, you might have on your phone, mm-hmm. voices and stuff can come through. Um, like I said, he has been known to cuss people out. He will call mm. people names. Mm. And nothing is off limits.
1: <laughs>
3: wow. I mean, he's, he's used racial slurs. He will attack well someone's well. sexuality.
2: Yeah. I, I mean, like I said, nothing is off limits. My God. Goodness. Yeah. <laughs> Equal opportunity goes okay, to yes. Wow. <laughs> oh, I wonder what he did there. Or, you know, if he was yeah, a patient, that, a we worker. Can't
1: figure out. I mean, He's probably sick of all these now. people coming in to yeah. <laughs> them.
2: <laughs> well, you people just go home. Yeah, no, yeah, relax. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Because I know, like, on a smaller scale, where we do Spirit Quest, there's kind of a resident guy there, and he's very nasty. And, mm-hmm. and we call him Eddie. But, you know, you've got what to figure
1: it, it's, it's not got to be,
2: well, whatever, it's his name. Yeah. His name is Eddie. But at any kind of location like this, you would think you're going to kind of have like a resident. Is there anybody else besides this guy in the lobby? Um, None that
3: we have named. Uh, We do have one of our overnight guys that um, is working up on the fourth floor Mm -hmm. and he calls them um, the forgotten. Mm -hmm. Uh, Just because we believe up, up on the fourth floor during the nursing home era that patients with either dementia or Alzheimer's before they knew what Alzheimer's was. Um, they were locked in rooms up there,
0: mm-hmm.
3: and uh, so this this staff member's been working to um, do several experiences, trying to learn more about them and the activity that goes on up there. He does uh, a frequency experiment where he'll play uh, like a 19 megahertz frequency mm-hmm. for a while just to get some activity going. Mm-hmm. Um, he will play Elvis music that
1: yeah, really so helps to stir things music. up. So I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yep. They seem to like Elvis and uh once he does that they, they start getting a lot of activity going on. <laughs>
1: hmm. Yeah, I mean that that would make sense in, in a way. I mean you, you know they the raising the vibration, raising the the or the spirits between depending, depending on what you know uh, what is there. But uh So if you want to join, uh, if you want to join the tours or or go on one of these private investigations, how can they do that? How can people do that? And do they have to, I mean, you must have, uh, you know, bookings. So the the private tours, do you do like, uh, you know, more than one group at a time or is it uh, just the whole place yours if you sign up?
3: If you book it private, the whole place is yours for eight
1: hours. Wow, that's unbelievable.
2: Yeah.
1: And uh, this but is all on your website, the real Waverly Waverly Hills.com. Yep. The okay. I always forget the hills. Yeah. So is there anything <laughs> else you want to add to us? Uh, Renee. Well,
3: I just want you know anybody to know that. Would be interested in coming. Realize that you know the building is not climate controlled, so whatever the weather is outside, you could expect that to be inside. Um,
1: does it It leak? could be wet. Yeah, I was going to ask. you it does. It does leak, then. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> because, are there windows? I mean, sometimes are, there, on these, are there windows in it? Just curious.
3: Well, we have some windows, and we have some. um Temporary windows that we had to put in per our insurance company,
2: mm-hmm.
3: which is um, just some heavy black plastic right now, just to try to keep the water out to minimize right. the water damage. Um, but, you know, the side of the hospital where it's always been open since it was built, mm-hmm. that's still open. The air still oh. comes in.
2: Oh, mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, but that that's the way it was designed. hmm for that airflow to come in for the patients. So yeah, there will never be windows across the backside.
1: <laughs>
2: all righty then. So, so,
1: so if, if it snows, the snow comes in. If you go to sign up, I mean, do they, is all this information on the, on the website so that, that people are aware for, uh, of what's going on and, and what they'll need to bring and so forth.
3: Yes, it is all out there.
1: All right. Excellent. So we are actually coming to the end of the show. So, uh, we want to thank you, first of all. Before I forget, because a lot of times I do uh, for joining <laughs> us, Renee. We thank you so much, and we w- we wish you the best of luck. Uh, oh, by the way, that, that you this is a nonprofit, too, correct? Correct.
3: Waverly Hills yeah. Historical Society is a nonprofit organization.
1: So, Excellent. Yeah. So you, when you do it, you're doing it uh, for a, a good cause. So that just Keep that in mind as well, and yes. uh, yeah. Uh, anything else you want to add, uh, Renee?
3: No, I don't think so.
1: Okay, I just look well, forward
3: to seeing you know any of your listeners and just yeah. moving forward with all yeah. of our restoration projects.
1: <laughs> I wish you the best of luck with them. Uh, like I said, I'm involved very much into uh, historic preservation. Have been for many, 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 many years and without history, we have no paranormal. So just keep that in mind when you do a, a, an event like this, And you're helping preserve our past as well as uh, enjoying yourself with paranormal activity. So we do have to wrap it up. Renee, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Well, uh, today's show, is, you're listening to Ghost Chronicles uh, Next Generation right here on TogeNet Radio, brought to you by Circles of Wisdom, 386 Merrimack Street, Methuen, Massachusetts, the Glant Messier Family, Log Group, 15 High Street, not Andover, Massachusetts, and our very good friends of Ghost Chronicles Radio on Patreon. Uh, come on and join us. There's about uh, 40 exclusive uh, videos here. So good night, everyone, and uh, see you next week.